0: It's Sunday, November 29th, 2015, and you listening
1: to episode 29 of Roll Up and Die.
2: It's in the
0: fracking ship!
1: And no, I can't hear you man.
0: Oh, better, better, better
1: perfect check
2: that's good cool all right nobody touched nothing yeah my nobody.
0: my mic was all messed up in the move so i had to readjust my gain and stuff like that so
2: oh yeah, yeah.
1: how how was that how long did that take you
0: uh not that long i just had to make sure the like the gain knob for some reason was jacked all the way up yesterday uh before the live game and so when i got on the mm. hangout like i was blowing people's eardrums out but i turned it down hi i'm
1: matt click yeah <laughs> From a fistful of dice.
0: It changed your voice too. Yeah. yes. for some reason I became a pubescent boy again. I don't know why that happened. I'd like, hey, check, check, check,
1: check, 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 check. That's how it works.
0: It's like that Brady Bunch episode. What? The episode where I think it's Peter. Peter, Peter. Yeah, he's going through puberty and they're trying to record that song and they can't figure out how to get around his cracking voice. And so then they record that song. Where his it, his voice is supposed they take to it, crack?
2: Yeah, they take advantage
0: of it. Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, I guess I need to watch more Brady Bunch. No, no, not really.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. I, it. I,
0: I wouldn't say it's necessarily essential viewing.
1: I feel like <laughs> no, need no, no. is not the
2: word choice. Uh, no, it, it's it's what we had to watch back in the old days. Yeah. that's all we yeah. had. Yeah. That's all we had was the Brady Bunch and uh, the
1: Brady Bunch in Vietnam.
2: That's all we had. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> When I used to have to stay home from school when I was sick, all I had was, uh, like, Price is Right. That was oh, it. Oh, that's Cure. all you need. Dude,
0: how, how jealous are, am I of, like, kids who stay home from school nowadays because they can watch, oh, I know like, Netflix and Hulu. They I mean, they could go, like, if I stayed home sick from school, I'd just be like, I'm going to marathon Daredevil. That's what I'm going to do. That's so right. I'm just going to watch all of it.
2: I'm going to play 12 hours of Call of Duty. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I can do whatever the like, hell I want.
0: No, you were Jeez. stuck watching soap operas with your mom if you stayed home sick from
1: school. Murder, She Wrote was yeah. like my my homesick TV show. Uh, <clears throat> oh, mom. So, so, so we're, today's topic uh, is actually going to be uh, downtime in RPGs you know time yeah. that the adventures, adventurers spend between quests between missions you know what do they do when, when when there's not much going on and so we decided for the banter talk that we'd kick it off by each talking about what we did during our downtime from Roll Up and Die because we took a week off
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, <laughs> Alex has prepared uh, his monologue as to what he did uh, he had to prepare it because he's uh, he's prone to delivering information on this podcast that the police might be interested in hearing, <laughs> such as graveyards in his backyard and um, doing uh, doing uh, you know uh, what was it the census illegally you know there's a, yeah yeah
2: there's all that kind of, of stuff
1: yeah a lot of run-ins with the law but Matt dude Matt you ha- you have like all ten fifteen minutes of banter for yours. <laughs>
0: I don't know, as though I do. I mean, the like, I I moved, and it nice. went, it it proceeded like a normal move. There was nothing crazy about it. Uh, I I moved to a different apartment in the same complex, which meant that it was a very convenient move. We just loaded things up into a car and drove two minutes down the road and unloaded it. So it was probably the easiest move I've ever had.
1: Oh. It's what did you think I was going to say? I don't know, like you were attacked or something.
0: Well, <laughs> I can, if you want me to make something up, I can. It won't be <clears> well, the I first
1: was, time hey, this show. Okay, cool. Well, I thought there was going to be an interesting story about moving the organ to the new place, so go ahead and make something up about that.
0: Okay, so we have this electric organ, and we don't have room for it in the new place, um, and so we decided that we were going to give it away, and so uh, we called <laughs> up our friend uh, Jason and asked if he wanted it, and he said yes, and... Um, we took it to his apartment in Tacoma, and we put it on a furniture uh, mover, and we took it to the freight elevator and went up five floors and then took it out of the freight elevator and then dropped it off as an, in his apartment, and then we left. <clears throat> and on the way home, I stopped and got an energy drink. And then, oh, and I got mugged when I went to go get an energy drink. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Yeah, it was, oh, man. And the guy was like, awesome. the guy was like, give me all your money. And I was like no and he's like what and i was like no and i i i took two (laughs) weeks of taekwondo (laughs) when i was 11 years old and so i all my instincts just took over my training kicked in i grabbed the gun i bent his arm backwards there was a crack as i broke his arm he went ah and i brought him down to his knees and i said you're gonna go home and you're gonna rethink what you just did and he's like yes yes i will i will and i said and you're gonna Turn in that weapon to the proper authorities. And he was like, Yes, yes, I will. And I said, And you're going to give me all your money. And then I mugged him.
2: <laughs> oh. I, yeah. I love how you just drifted into his Batman voice, you know, yeah. automatically, just you know, right right into, right that's into a dude, Batman. Dude, when voice. I'm
0: dispensing justice, that's automatic.
2: I'm that's, dispensing like, that's just justice. like
0: the Taekwondo training. It's instant. Right. It just kicks in. Yeah.
1: Yep, and Matt, as Matt was leaving the Safeway, the Safeway <laughs> just exploded.
0: And it blew up behind me, and I didn't. Even <laughs> and he didn't, he
2: didn't even look back. Yeah, I, I actually I
0: put on sunglasses as it was happening.
2: <laughs> While he was yeah. doing it, right?
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> 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 anyway, so that was I,
2: my I week. Have, I I have two things to say about our downtime this week. One, um, uh, this podcast takes up exactly about an hour and a half of my time during the week. So I, I it was, it was, it wasn't a chunk of time that I, that I that I. I felt uh, needed to be filled up with anything. Um, and the other thing is, I have two kids, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and what is this downtime of which you speak? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, have, a, I have a vague
0: of recollection of what downtime is. <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't have downtime. It you comes to me be, in my dreams. You don't have downtime as, as a parent, and especially living... In a uh, in, in a cabin where you have to go outside to pump your water and do things like that, so yeah. Well, I would argue that that could be considered downtime for an adventurer. I was
1: yeah, well, yeah. Technically, my whole life is is downtime, but. And that was a good segue. But before we do that, I got to tell you what I did for my hour and a half of downtime. Oh yes, I I did my own episode of Roll Up and Die. I nice. just sat here and I pretended that you guys were here. And I pretended that Matt was in his old place, not his new one. And I, I really, I just pictured it, and I thought about it, and I did my own topics, and I was just so funny, and you guys laughed at all my jokes.
2: And you were there, man. That, that is and the saddest we were, story I have ever heard.
0: Did you set up? Did you set up little like mannequins with our faces on them? Little cutouts, yeah, little cutouts, and
1: I opened up uh, Facebook images of you guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome, dude. Stared yeah. at you guys for an hour and a half. That that is not. That's at beautiful. all and no. i no, i like it
1: good welcome to roll up and die ladies and gentlemen <laughs> if this is your first episode that you've ever listened just listen on just keep listening or go to another episode it gets better <laughs> we promise it gets a little better this is uh an rpg podcast R- uh, tabletop rpg related and um we were thinking about uh, last week you know posting up uh, we posted up a Facebook post on our Facebook page at facebook.com roll up and die, asking people for feedback, asking people what they wanted to hear more about, and uh, there were some awesome things, really, really great subjects, and I'm, I'm sure Excellent. we'll touch on them all. Um, this one, though, really just like struck as something like that we all, we're all inspired to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, if I do say so myself. Yeah. and <laughs> basically, it's the downtime in your RPG. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, when the adventurers are not killing goblins, they're not, you know, trudging through caves, opening up treasure chests. They're not defending the world from uh, external foes. They are maybe at the tavern, maybe, you know, shopping for goods, uh, just doing other things around the town, perhaps. And um, how to make that time as interesting as the time the characters are spent fighting. So, and I think let's talk about what downtime is really quick so we can all get the right definition. Mm -hmm. So going around, you know, Matt, what would you say is your definition of downtime?
0: Well, I think, I think downtime is, is any time where there isn't a pressing mission or quest or something like that, that is spurring the adventurers on. It's a time to take a breath. It's a time to, uh, like you're saying, rest up buy equipment, um, I think the 5th uh, the edition DMG has some really cool ideas about down, downtime and what adventurers can spend their gold on because they can go manage businesses, they can buy land, they can build a castle, you know, things like that. So downtime is it's the space in between, you know?
2: Yeah. Alex? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that definition, the space in between adventures, but also the space in between um time you have a gap in time. Because uh, sometimes downtime is, it can be role played out a little bit if you know, yeah. depending on what the characters are doing. But if there's, if, if you're gonna skip time, uh, like I might go for, you know, a bunch of sessions where even when they're not adventuring, you know, you kind of role play out some stuff and 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 whatnot. But then you decide, okay, this next this this next adventure takes place six months later, mm-hmm. and then you know then and then you have to sort of fill in that gap. So there's uh, there's a few ways you can you can uh, uh, input the downtime and, and decide what happens during it.
0: Yeah, I've done that before. I had a, a Call of Cthulhu campaign where I asked everyone before one of our sessions that, hey, it's about uh, you know eight or nine months will have passed between mm-hmm. our last session and this session. I want you guys to all come up with at least one case that you were on because they were in this yeah they were in this like supernatural bureau type organization and so they all came prepared with oh i did this job in new york or i was in chicago and this crazy Mm -hmm. thing happened and so that was kind of a cool way to like you're saying role play out the the downtime without having to go over the minutiae of it you know
2: yeah yeah i I love doing stuff like that but you know and, and you definitely want and it's Usually, better if you give the the players a good heads up for that. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Like yeah. when you end a session, say, okay, next week we're picking up six months later. You know, just think about what your character's been doing during that time. Exactly. And yeah. and, it's, and and if there's going to be any significant events during that time, um, you know, you you kind of you know what I what I usually do is write something up. So I'll write up, um, you know, a list of things that happened during that time that they would know about. You know, maybe there's something going on with the political structure. Maybe there's an event that happens that they hear about. You know, all those sort of things. And that way they can sort of weave those into their, you know, this this sort of, um, I don't know what you'd call it. It's not a backstory, but kind of a a, a mid-story, I guess.
1: Right, that's, yeah. That's excellent. The uh, You know, so one of the things I do is I actually, um, I try, mm-hmm. you know, I print out a calendar. I try to actually buy a a month-by-month mm. month, month day planner for every campaign. Yeah. And I, you know, change the names of the months and stuff like that. And I go through, and I'll pick a day, and I'll put, you know, King is assassinated, or assassination right. attempt on the king. Because if you think about it, the world doesn't have downtime. The world is constantly right. moving. And so, you know, if if the characters are in the city where the king is, they're going to experience that firsthand. Maybe stop it. Maybe, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're the ones doing the assassination. If they're in the next country over, they're going to hear about it from somebody, you know. Right. And so that kind of helps me to always make downtime flavorful. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, action-packed or anything like that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of you know the world continues spinning even if the mm-hmm. adventurers yeah. aren't actively involved in it. And we've talked about that before on the podcast, but. It, it definitely applies to downtime and the fact that like even if your adventurers are spending a few weeks, you know, mm-hmm. in the tavern recuperating and drinking and spending their hard earned gold, you know, there might be, a, you know, a vampire king 200 miles away who just took over a tower or something, you know, and that that kind of uh, it's another great way of using downtime is acquiring plot hooks, like putting mm-hmm. a bunch of yeah. hooks out and seeing which ones your party takes.
1: I love that because that's so inspirational, too, for me is when I, you know, because on one hand, I think, well, why would I put, you know, the vampire taking over the ta- the tower on the calendar? Like, why would I do, why wouldn't I just, you know, make the give the vampire the tower? Like, why right. wouldn't I do that? And I think the reason that I would do that now is because just looking at that in my calendar, just looking at, OK, the vampire just invaded this tower and took it over. <clears throat> That inspires me to think, okay, what is that vampire going to do next? Yeah. You know, like, and, and how is what that vampire does, how, how is it going to affect the characters or my adventure mm-hmm. in, in what ways? And go
2: ahead. I was, I was just going to say in the previous campaign I ran, uh, there was, it was set to the backdrop of a, of, a, of a significant war going on. And so there was always things, major things going on during downtime you know uh, battlefronts would change you know air, land areas of land would be taken and so um the the you know when when they would take downtime you know even, even just a month and so much could change during that time period for example um on their way back to the city that that was their sort of home base they uh, uh they were they they kind of passed through a battlefield and so they they were witnessing um this this empire that was trying to take over the world and an army comprised of elves and hobgoblins working together to fight Mm -hmm. them you know and so they ended up making it back to the city and then i said okay well we're going to skip a couple months now and so when we came back now there were hobgoblin refugees in the city and and of course there was a huge um a huge prejudice problem against hobgoblins you know now we they the, the the government wouldn't throw them out because they're now allies against this greater threat, but people weren't really getting along, so there, there was a lot of uh, a lot of social issues going on. But, mm-hmm. you know, from the time that they entered the city to, to, you know, to that time later, a huge amount of things had changed within the city itself. Right. You know? That's what did it, too, I think. I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it,
1: after you do that, okay, we're going to skip a couple months, or mm-hmm. even if we're going to skip a couple days, you know, have... Yeah have there be a tangible change, you know, in the, in the climate, you know, in the, uh, the the political situation inside the city, because then it feels like time has passed. That's it. Yeah. Now, oh, go ahead, please.
0: Well, I was, I was going to jump into something related, but kind of a different topic.
1: Oh, me too. So you go first.
0: Okay. Well, I was just going (laughs) to ask, you know, I, with the provokers campaign, the provokers are kind of like pivotal, Players in this war that's happening, and I almost have trouble finding excuses for them to have downtime. And sometimes Mm. I'm just like, these people would be dead on their feet. Like they they have not slept in three days. Like you know, because if they're not actively trying to do something, then they're being hunted by the bad guy, or you know, they're having to overcome these these obstacles. And so I have a hard time finding ways for them to to get downtime I guess so then my question for you guys would be how do you do downtime without making it seem like your adventures are just sitting on their hands
1: yeah see now this is this. Should, we should add to the drinking mm-hmm. game every time Barker <laughs> talks about Lord of the Rings because the, I'm bringing it up again. Lord of the Rings, I think when you look at it, it's a terrible role-playing game. It's right. super linear, super railroaded. No, you're going through the minds of Moria. You have to, and and Gandalf is a, a GM NPC. And anyway, but <laughs> no, he's a wizard, but he uses a sword. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's multi-class. Oh, it looks like he fell down the, the, you know, the chasm. Sorry, DM. Nobody's coming back. <laughs> He's coming back more powerful than ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what Lord of the Rings does the best is downtime. Those mm. films show downtime. I mean, there's so much downtime in those movies. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, like, one of my favorite scenes is at the beginning of Return of the King. It's in Rohan. It's in Edoras. Mm. Uh, you know where they're uh, celebrating the victorious dead at Helm's Deep, yeah, uh, very near the beginning, and all the characters are there, and they're all doing different things, and that's technically downtime, but it doesn't feel like downtime. But right. but you yeah. have you know fun, like you have Mary and Pippin are dancing on the table, singing, mm-hmm. uh, Legolas and Gimli are having a drinking game. You know I'm sure their yeah. you know fights break out and stuff like that. Um, Aragorn is speaking with Eowyn. There's a, a player NPC interest there. But Gandalf is there still talking about the plot. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's one of my favorite scenes because, yes, it's downtime, but the plot still exists <laughs> and it still moves forward because you have Gandalf saying things like, you know, where do you think Frodo is? Do you think he's alive? You know, And, and so the plot doesn't stop because it's downtime. Uh, right. It continues just in a different location, and it's more social time instead of downtime. Yeah. The, okay. Another example is when Merry and Pippin are fighting Boromir for fun. Yeah, you know. oh, I was yeah, just gonna exactly. mention that scene I love in Fellowship
0: that. when Boromir's teaching them how to use swords. Like that's that's a really good example, Berger.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just feel like the Lord of the Rings does downtime <clears throat> the best. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, and just at, like when they when they get to Rivendell and they're in Rivendell mm-hmm. for several days, you know, and they all are mm-hmm. recuperating and Frodo's healing up from from being stabbed by the Morgul blade yeah. and stuff like that, or you know, when they get to Lothlorien and they they get to you know, uh, get more food and, and, you know, they yep. get new gear and stuff and they hang out there for a few days. And so I think, I think that's a really good point of like, even though there is a war on, you know, you, you're doing yourself more of a disservice by not sleeping, by not taking a day or two to just rest and recuperate, you know? So yeah, yeah that's something that I, that I definitely need to be more aware of and need to push more because I think currently I think the provokers have had like four or five encounters without sleeping. So I like, Mm -hmm. uh, they have no spells left. (laughs) Oh yeah. Dice (laughs) slept. He fell asleep on the bar. That's right. I forgot about that anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's
2: great. But yeah, well, if they're, if they're, if they're in the middle of an adventure, it's hard to do that. But, um, but other times I've found what makes it easier to give the characters downtime is give them something to do. You know, maybe, maybe they can't think of something, but, um, uh, in 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 a campaign, um, they helped out the mayor of a city, and so he gave the, he basically gave them a business in town. You know that 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 had been abandoned, and so uh, said, "Well, it's you know it's yours it's your it's yours if you want if you want it that sort of thing." You know Ooh. by and and uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of GMs sort of don't like giving things like this to players at at low level, but I I don't know I I, I think. That it can work uh, really well to give them roots, you know whether it's a house, whether it's a business, whether it's a, um you know, uh, I don't know something. Give them, give them a room somewhere, yeah. whatever it is. Give them get them invested in in the place that they're operating from.
1: I, I'm gonna say something that might go against the grain, but I think level one's the most important time to give the player something like that mm. because yeah. otherwise, I mean, the g- level one is kind of crappy. The players feel (laughs) like they suck. They're rolling too low. You know, uh, it's and it also when people are playing level one characters, a lot of times you have new players at the table Hmm. and that's what they want to do. They want to own a business. They want to, you know, role play a character for the first time. They don't want to roll a bunch of dice and fail. So, you know, I think it's fun giving level one characters their own ship, their own store, their own
2: uh, house, you know, stuff like that. Or, Or boat. And on the uh, and on the flip side, from from a from a, a story standpoint, by giving them something, they have something to lose, which which can yeah. which can really make things tense. You know when um, when they come back and find their house burned down by the by the raiders that they crossed or something. You know there, there's you know it's not you don't necessarily set out to to make them suffer, but at the same time, things like that can happen and yeah. it can really add a lot of tension and drama to the game when they when they when, you know when they're standing outside the ruins of, of their house as it's been burned to the ground and they find the uh, a token from this this uh, this group laying in the ashes as as a as a as a warning you know and they just like they scream at the sky or whatever. <laughs> no. Wait, and, wait until session eight to do that because well, yeah. Yeah, then
1: yeah. they'll never trust any safe house again. They're like, yeah, really? This bartender's a real nice guy. I'm sure he is. You know, <laughs> I ain't gonna like anybody. Exactly. Yep. Matt. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Did
2: we lose Matt? No, <laughs> oh, I'm here. Oh. I'm here. <laughs> you, you just said it real quiet.
0: I yeah. was I was I was
1: thinking. I was deep in thought. Deep in thought. <laughs> I you know, I think the big question here is like, okay, we know what downtime is. We know mm-hmm. you know, neat ways to put our, our characters in a place where they have downtime, whether that mm-hmm. be the tavern or their safe house or camping in the woods, things like that. How do you, what No, let's make it more tangible. What are some things people can do to make that downtime more interesting without, you know, having them be attacked
0: i think hmm. like including interesting npcs in the downtime um you know if if they're going shopping for something if they're looking for a particular item you know maybe create an npc that owns the shop or an npc that's looking to sell the item or you know if they're going to uh go train or do something like that you know come up with who are they going to get training from is it you know a member of an organization that does this training or is it you know, an old swordsman out in the middle of the woods that knows this secret art of, you know, using a blade against a certain type of monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I always look to character first. So if I'm, if the, yeah. you know, that's my best tool to make something interesting is using a character. So I would veer more towards uh, non player characters and also along that same vein, interesting locations, thinking up different locations because yeah. that, you know, they, those can have a lot of character as well. <clears throat>
2: Right. I, I would also consider making downtime light, mm-hmm. um, because just like the characters who need a break from from you know, uh, they just they just dug through piles of corpses in a dungeon so they could get this item they needed or whatever it is you know all this horror that they experience, you know the players experience that too, and so giving them, you know, when they're going shopping instead of giving them some some sinister guy with a scar who's giving them a hard time and and look, saying cryptic. Evil things to them, you know. Give give them someone whimsical, someone they can have fun with, and and you know, ha- make sure they're laughing during it. You know, if you can make it fun and funny, and uh, and more lighthearted as opposed to dense and serious. And it, I mean, it doesn't have to be a comedy, but you know, you definitely add add in the uh, uh, the the a lighter aspect. For downtime, because then it gives the players downtime as well as the characters.
0: Yeah, nice. exactly. Well, and that's like what Barker was saying with the with the example of <clears throat> the Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah, with Mary and Pippin dancing on the table and doing the song. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, there there is a war on. There are dark <clears throat> times, but that doesn't mean that there can't be light and humor and things to keep it less oppressively grim and dark.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I think downtime's like baking a cake. <clears throat> And what I mean I by that is... I thought you were
0: just going to leave it there. I think <laughs> yeah. downtime's like baking a cake.
1: Okay, all right, next time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, the, what I mean by that is, you know, when you're baking a cake, you, you bake it for 30 minutes or until golden brown. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it's time for downtime, give it 30 minutes, and, and don't go over that. Don't force it on your players like, come on, guys, just talk to each other. Talk to each other about how the tattoo <laughs> looks cool. You know, God, geez. Don't don't force them. But, you know, uh, give it 30 minutes. And then once that 30 minutes is up. All right. We're going to fast forward to the next day, you know. Right. Or until golden brown. If the uh, a lot of times you'll have great players who are just jumping in there talking with each other, you know, and they will find a spot that would be perfect for a transition. And Mm -hmm. at that point, you jump in and say, okay, that's golden brown. All right. We're going to fast forward. So it's it's setting a timer for yourself so you don't get carried away with the downtime while yeah. simul- simultaneously feeling the room and making sure everybody's you know having fun and finding the perfect point to move forward without uh breaking the
2: fun. Yeah. Especially if you're going to role play the downtime. Yeah, you want to give the, you want to give the players the opportunity to play it out if they want. And uh one of the one of the most successful sessions in one of my campaigns uh it involved mainly the, the 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 player characters discussing if they still wanted to be adventurers they had been through some rather you know unpleasant yeah. stuff recently right. and and so you know yeah you know, one of them was talking about you know i i can't do this anymore this is this is too much and the and the, and, the, and, the, and it was just this whole thing where they're breaking up into small groups and talking about it and debating whether they should even be adventuring or not and so it, it and i just let it go because they were having so much fun with it and it was going so well um, but you can't, you can't script something like that. You can't, um, plan for it. It's like, okay, in this session, you guys are going to talk about your feelings. Well, you know, you can't. Yep.
0: <laughs> All right. And role play. Go. 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 That's right.
1: <laughs> Kick your feet up on the couch and role play.
0: <laughs> I'm going to dim the lights now.
2: <laughs> but how and, does it make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I had, I had things I could, I could have moved it forward, but you know, once, once they got going and I just, I just, you know, let it go because it was, it was just, um, it was, uh, you know, awesome role-playing and I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And you, you know, if it goes on past that 30 minutes that I mentioned before mm-hmm. and people are having fun, oh my, don't stop that. No, you know, no. just, just hold off, man. Cause that's, that's,
2: that's that means it's working. That means your downtime is as interesting as the uptime. Exactly. Yeah. And if they're having a, a hard time getting into it, then you know you sit, you send a, you know a drunk gnome to their table or whatever. But you yeah, know, yeah. Give them give them something to play off of, something yes. you know, again, slightly, slightly um, whimsical or um, odd. Exactly. Someone that
1: talks about the characters. Like, hey. Yeah. Oh man, that's one's. You know, that sword's pretty dull. How many, how many people you
2: killed with it? You know, so hey like, there, I heard of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there was, there was a really cool example of downtime that I remember from... Uh, I, I, was, I was playing in a, in a campaign run by Rob Davis, uh, and Andrew Wood and I were, were, were each players in it. And uh, we, we, were, we were so opposite each other, the characters were. Um, his character was uh, lawful evil, and my character was chaotic good. So they, I mean, they were literally diametrically opposed, but we figured out a way for the characters to want to adventure together. And he was, he was, uh, uh, he was trying to train this, this young village boy to, to, to fight, you know, and to not to show no mercy or anything like that. And my character, my character's listening to this and he's like, I can't, I can't let him do this. So he goes out and he challenges him to some sparring. And so we spent just like, you know, uh, I forget how long it was, but we spent like, you know, half an hour or whatever, just, you know, sparring and talking to each other. And, uh, and my character, my character ended up losing, but just by a little bit. And so he gets up, dusts himself off and he, and he, and he walks over to the boy and just says, you know, there's more to fighting than just, uh, killing people, you know, or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was, it, it was just a, such a cool scene, but it was all downtime. It was just us improvising this, Right. um, uh, the sparring session for the sake of this boy to show him you know we, he's trying to show him something and so it, it was just a really neat thing that just came spontaneously out of the uh this downtime that we were uh, allowed to have basically right that's awesome yeah, i love that
1: that is really cool actually i think that you know the when it comes to downtime the ultimate goal is to get your players involved mm-hmm. um you can't have downtime by yourself as a gm <laughs> right uh, you know some of the people, you know, we, I was reading, scrolling through the Facebook questions on this, this subject, and a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, are asking similar questions like, how do I get my players to enjoy it? And, um, you know, what w- this is one of those things, you know, if your players are, w- one person said murder hobos, you know, if they just <laughs> love <Yeah>. killing <laughs> things and rolling dice, sometimes that, you know, it might occur to you that that's just the, play, the character that they want to play. Yeah that's just w- what they enjoy out of the game and they might not enjoy the downtime. So yeah. the trick is to, you know, put put a couple barroom brawls in that downtime maybe. You know, do something that they might enjoy uh, you know,
2: fighting without killing or something like that. Well, I think that's where the humor comes in too. If you can make it fu- you know, for for something like that, if they're not killing, then if you can make them laugh by giving them, you know, this 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 crazy NPC that they have to deal with or mm-hmm. um you know, something like that. I mean, that that will usually, you know, pull them in. Because, they, yeah. you know, everyone at the table wants to have fun. And if they're laughing, they're having fun. Yeah. That's the goal. Matt, do you have anything else to add?
0: No, I would, I guess, uh, I would just say, oh, shoot, I had something I was going to say. It's, Make something up. It's like dust in the wind, man. It's just, it's just <laughs> gone. <laughs> it's oh, tough. I remember what I was going to ask. So, okay. So all three of us are, uh, we're pretty active in running and playing games online through, you mm-hmm. know, things like Google Hangouts and stuff like that. And a lot of the time, these games are broadcasted. And a lot of the time, they're saved mm-hmm. to our YouTube channel for, for people to watch later. So my question for you is, how would you do downtime differently, if, if any different? based on the fact that you're playing online for people who are and there are going to be people watching now and later would you do it any differently
2: mm-hmm. Speaking for myself I we um I, I try not to think about putting it online mm-hmm. because I, I I want I I as a GM anyway I want to pl- I want to be there for the players that's exactly. why I'm doing it Yeah You know I w- I want them to have fun first and foremost And so you know I, I try i I try not to think about other people watching it right because you know I you know it's great if they do if they if if, if you know if they're having fun on it they enjoy it that's awesome but that's not the primary reason I put it on there you mm-hmm. know I yeah. put it on there because there are some people who, like uh there, there was uh one time where I just decided you know yeah uh, I won't bother you know putting it online this time it was the and finale they, and, and... <laughs> it was the finale. <laughs> You did everything, but the finale. Ooh. But so, so I got. I started getting all these messages. Hey, what happened to the campaign? We were watching that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll start doing it again. So now, 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 I just do it. And but yeah, I, I generally don't. It doesn't affect how I GM. and I, you know, or
1: set up the players. Right, It'd be yeah. like the Game of Thrones season finale being held in front of a live studio audience with no cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened? I was I was legitimately sad when I heard that Alex. That was it—the finale of the Norbert campaign. I can't remember which one it was. Um, no, no, we had no, we had that. Yeah, I know, but it it wasn't put online because like there was technical difficulties or something. I, I can't. remember.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was such a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs>
0: but Alex, I to- I totally agree with you though, man. It's like you know, even though there are people watching potentially, and there are people that are going to be watching it down the line, you know. not having that be a deciding factor in how you do things in the game, I think is important. And so, but still though, I don't know if I would do downtime the same with an online game, just because Mm. it's, we're not just sitting around a table hanging out, eating Cheetos, you know, just like, Oh, you guys (laughs) want to go to the store now? You know,
1: like people are there to game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's like, that's a dedicated three to four hour block where people are there to game. So yeah, I, I I think I would I might do it a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more structured, but also with the right group of players, I don't think it would be an issue either. So I don't know. What do you think, Barker?
1: Well, I, I was going to say that you know, online or offline, I feel like uh, the you know it's good to have players that can carry a conversation and yeah. carry a game. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm with both of you that when I put a game online, I I try to not focus on. I, I'm running the game for the people around the table, so to speak, yeah. like, and I'm trying to make it fun for them. Uh, so that's how I plan it. I, I don't really plan anything for for viewers, really. But when it comes to online, <laughs> one of the most popular games that I've run is the first session of the Winds of Sorseline, and there was no combat. It was yeah. it yeah. was almost all downtime, and people really enjoyed it because. You know, we were having fun. The mm-hmm. characters were playing off of each other, meeting each other, uh, and and making jokes with each other. And you know, put, putting ink in in somebody's beer and make, <laughs> turning his teeth black. Yeah, like, that was mm-hmm. fun. Playing jokes and, and it was it was a blast. I mean, it, so yeah. I think honestly, the downtime can easily be more fun than the combat. Yeah, uh, I think you're dep- right. Yeah, depending on the players and uh, depending on.
2: Uh, you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, if the player's having fun, it's infectious, too. You yeah. know, it, the, the people watching will feel that and and enjoy it more as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know, but if, it, I'm, yeah. if I'm tuning into a game, I'm tuning in because I want to watch uh, interesting characters interact with each other. Yeah. Like That's what draws me to yeah. a game, and so that, that can easily be achieved in downtime.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I think I know what you're talking about, Matt, though. Like, you, you, uh, if you're sitting around a table... Like, and you're having downtime, then at least, at least in the old days, you know, you say, okay, well, we're going to go buy some equipment. And then you sit there for like a half an hour with, with people like looking through their books, you know, yeah, for prices exactly. you and You know, one guy gets not, up and yeah. orders more pizza and another guy <laughs> right, goes to right. the
0: bathroom and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I, sh- I, I probably clarify that, 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 uh, uh, that, that kind of stuff we, we, you know, I would just have them handle between sessions. Yes. Yeah. And, uh you know so any any other downtime would would you know be either role playing or you know uh narration in other words like if we skipped 3 months and i and i told them you know told the players ahead of time so they show up and say okay well what has what has gorp been doing for 3 months right and then they then they go then they go into the little you know uh uh, description of what Gorp has been up to, that sort of thing. <laughs>
0: Good old Gorp. That's really cool. just gorping <laughs> around. I've just been gorping around the countryside. You know, how
2: it is. you know how it is. <laughs>
1: we need a. All right, Gorp is now our NPC of just choice. whenever we're talking about an NPC. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So everyone should have ever a Gorp.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, another. Another thing to, to, to wonder is that, sure, it's all well and good to say, well, you know, if you want, ex- you know, exciting downtime, just have some of the characters do a little PvP like they did in Lord of the Rings, fighting Boromir, you know, sparring and learning. And, mm-hmm. uh, but how do you, you know, the trick is getting the players to do that or initiate that. And I think two good strategies are either one, if you can, get one single player in your group that's just mm-hmm. so good at that, that will yeah. play on anything. Like, I always want to role play. You know, F- try to get that one player. If you have that one player, <laughs> that's, you You don't know how lucky you've got it. Like, that is yeah. awesome. If you don't, try to find him. But if you can't get that player, that's when Alex's, that's when your NPC comes in, I think. That's yeah. where you take it, and you're playing Gandalf, and you throw some swords at the Boromir character and say, teach these hobbits how to fight. You know, something yeah. like that. And then really kind of, Start it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, and and if they're on the road, you can have a uh, you know a gypsy wagon pull up and someone tell their fortune, or you know it can be an- almost anything. I mean, yeah. there's all, all, it, unless they're you know in in the middle of in the in the middle of a vast desert, there's really almost you know you can throw almost any kind of NPC at them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a I uh, just a packet of paper that I have with me for every single session I run. And it is a list of 100 randomly generated NPCs. And it has Mm, uh, just just a few words about them. Their race, what they look like, their personality, and some very, very basic stats. And I have that with me for every single session. And, you know, it's pretty rare that I look at that piece of paper, but Mm -hmm. it makes me feel so good that I have it sitting there because it's like, you know, when those times come up, I've got it sitting right Mm -hmm. there. And it happened... Uh, last session of the provokers, they, you know, they decided they want to go to a tavern in this town. I hadn't planned for it at all. So I really quickly came up with a tavern just on the fly and Tim goes, what does the barkeep look like? And I'm like, Whoa, look over at the piece of paper. And I'm like, she looks like this, <laughs> you know, like just like, bam, got it, you know, no problem. So having, having things like that at your disposal can help with those downtime activities yeah. where you're not quite sure what the PCs are going to want to do.
2: Yeah. And downtime can turn into some pretty awesome stuff as well. Yeah, and 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 it can develop into it can develop serious. You know, it's not to say that you should avoid any kind of serious downtime. But uh, as an example, there was a time where I, I threw in this this uh, this blind beggar that had uh, stumbled upon the uh, the PCs as they were um, they were sitting down for their. For, I used to try to have the first uh, rest. You know that they're having on a long trip and and role play that out just so I can get a feel for their pattern for the trip you know how how they're gonna be playing things and so this blind beggar showed up and I just had as as this random you know beggar walking along the street or uh, walking along the road mm-hmm. and so they they invited him over and they started feeding him and and he starts talking to the cleric and they start talking back and forth and and just the way the conversation went it's it started to occur to me in my mind it's like this guy is this guy is the avatar of his god. He's a, he's a he's a messenger, and then and then and then I, and then I started to play it like that. I, I changed my tack partway through the, their conversation, and then he started to say some more serious things, you know, cryptically and 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 with a little bit, still with a little bit of humor. But you know, I started to work those things, and by the time it was done, it became a very significant point in the story. So, right, yeah. um, you know, I hadn't planned on that, but that's just the way it went through the conversation.
0: That's
1: awesome.
2: That is really cool. I like that a lot. And that's, you know, that is
1: feeling the room. That's go- yeah. that's, the, that's a golden brown moment saying, all right, this is perfect. I'm going to jump in and change something. I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's amazing. Uh, so, do you guys want to take a question from the listeners? I think so. Yes. I feel like this subject has been more difficult for me than I thought it might be because there's no concrete answer to anything. You right. can't force the players to want to do something. And so, um, but le- maybe we'll be able to answer some specific questions here. So, mm-hmm. all right. The first, the one that has the most likes, uh, obviously that we're on roll up, uh, facebook.com slash roll up and die. And once a week we'll post up our, our topic of choice and, uh, the question that gets the most likes will be answered. Uh, sometimes we'll do two or three. So, How can you make downtime exciting? Yes, it will always be used for the side stuff, but how can you make it impact an adventure? And how can you get players excited about their characters' downtime? Mm, I like that. We've answered a lot of that, but I Mm. love the question, how can you make it impact an adventure? Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Matt did this in the Provokers game in that tavern.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I guess yeah i guess i kind of did i I suppose taking elements of your overarching plot that you have in mind and implementing them during the downtime so i have this really important non-player character uh Mm -hmm. named gropp no i'm just kidding uh you know that the (laughs) that the party needs to meet I'm not sure where they're going to meet him, but I know that they need to meet him. And the party decides that they want to go Mm -hmm. spend the night at the tavern. They want to drink. They want to talk about their adventures. They want to kind of just catch up with each other. Okay, I'm going to throw the NPC in there when I feel like they're done with that portion of the downtime, you know? So Mm -hmm. always having in mind those elements, those elements that are floating around that you'd like to include in the campaign and throw them in amongst the downtime.
1: Yeah and what yeah. I think what you did big is that you know we got an item I think it was was a session 4 or 5 maybe a ring. Yeah. And that ring <clears throat> was what created the uh, the downtime uh, that impacted the adventure. Yes. And so yeah. bringing things back, bringing it back around, yeah. not forgetting anything, always taking, you know, a running tally of notes. Of the things your characters have seen, taken, mm-hmm. people they've fought, killed, met, so you can always bring things back around. Um, and arguably, that was more moving the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it it accomplished <clears throat>
2: the same thing. It was interesting downtime, and it affected the plot.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I I think I I, I like that a lot. I think another way to affect the plot, um, to affect the the plot and the story is to during the downtime show the show the players uh the impact their characters' actions have had on the world. You know? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the time they can actually kinda sit back and, and see kind of begin to see the results of it. It could be something as as fun and amusing as hearing a bard singing about them, <laughs> you know? Right. Not, the, the bard never met them and yet now he's singing about something they did several months ago. It's like Hey, that he's singing about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did that. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, we did that. Oh Sit down. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, for Gorp real. Is that Corp is much bigger than you. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I'm Corp. <laughs> um, but or or it can be you know a bit a bit more serious. You know maybe they, um, you know they they rescued some people and now you know you they see them with their families or or maybe. They tried to save one of them, couldn't. Now they have to go to the family's house and and bring their personal effects and, you know, tell the this person's uh, spouse and their child that they're not coming home again. You know, so it can be really, really serious like that. Or it can be, you know, it can be fun. But, but basically show them the impact that their adventures have had on the world around them. Nice. And that, that will really kind of get them involved because now they're going to be thinking... um, wow, what we're doing is really making a difference in this world. And it can also sort of, if, if, they, if, if they have any kind of emotions at all, it can also sort of get them to sort of rethink being a murder hobo, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I think, oh, did I lose you guys?
2: Nope, still here. Oh,
1: sorry, sorry, I, I heard a weird sound. Um, I, I think <clears throat> that's an excellent thing to do. That, uh, look at your downtime as a little reset button. You know, okay, let's analyze, let's take a look at all of the rubble these characters have left in their wake, and let's gather it all up and show it to them. Let's uh, let's kind of hit restart on the world and really show them, like you said, the differences that they made. Um, in the Winds of Cercelein game, we've done, I think, eight sessions, maybe seven, maybe fewer. Um, and, you know, the 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 winds of Sir as they found out they are, are, or as they've become, have spent the first eight sessions just, you know, stomping around the Anderwood, just, you know, taking out mimics and Mm -hmm. helping people and clearing roads and, and meeting NPCs and, you know, discovering what's going on in the world. And now they're about to go back to the place where it all started, this town called Maricor, and they're going to find a completely different Maricor. Um, I've taken a look at everything they've done and I'm going to put it all in this one place so they can see how their actions have affected the world mm. uh both for good and bad and kind of, you know, of, use the downtime to evolve your story, to evolve the world uh because I think the linear parts uh should be that combat centric portion of the game uh where everything's mm-hmm. kind of laid out in front of them. Okay, this is this is what we have to do. But when downtime hits, okay, well, let's let's think about what we're doing. Let's look at, you know, maybe someone comes up to the characters and says, hey, you're about to go, you know, storm that keep. Well, can you look for my brother while you're there? Because I think he's, yeah. you know, and that, you know, new plot hook, something like that, mm-hmm. recreating the story itself.
2: Yeah. And and even having people come up to them, it's like, you know, hey, aren't you the ones who did X? You know, that yes. you guys are great. Can I can I can I join you? You know, and and you know now they're becoming kind of folk heroes, yep. uh, or maybe they're becoming folk villains. It depends on how they go. I'm I'm <laughs> waiting
1: for someone to walk up to us with a T-shirt that says Team Provokers. Or, <laughs> I, know. I am a provoker. It's yeah. really
0: funny that every single person you've been like, well, <laughs> we're the provokers, and they go, is that supposed to mean something or? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I keep trying, man. I
0: keep trying. <laughs> We're only I, saving the world. Whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever. <laughs> I remember I, it, in that game, I, I wrote a letter that said, you know, hold fast. The provokers are coming. Yeah. And they sent it off to the city that's about to be in, uh, attacked. And they, I think they looked at it and it's, it's summing up totally. But I think he looked at it and said, who the fuck are the provoker? <laughs> yeah. What the shit does this mean? <laughs> he, yeah, the, the
0: captain of the guard opened it up and looked at it and said, what do you think that means? Just like That's <laughs> yeah, crazy a group, letter.
2: <laughs> there probably be a group of minstrels, you know. Yeah. Promoting themselves, you know. Your pen pal? I don't yeah. know. What that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you and another another idea for a sort of an intense moment too would be like uh uh have you guys both seen Jaws? Yes. Um when I was like 8. Well, there's, there's a there's a scene where um they they catch what they think is the shark, it's a tiger shark, and, and everyone's down on the dock celebrating and, and Chief Brody's down there. And and he and he's going to leave and, and um this woman shows up in black and it's it's uh uh, uh Alex Kittner's mother, right. who her son got eaten by the shark and uh and and she just, you know, is just looking at him and says, you know, I heard that you you know you knew there was a shark in these waters and you let know, people swim in it, you know, and he even though he tried to stop them, he still feels guilty about it, you know. So right. having someone, you know, come up to the to the to the player characters to berate them for something maybe they didn't do or didn't do well enough or right. because there's no there's no real um uh logic necessarily to someone's pain, you know. So they might blame the 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 characters for something that they you know, maybe aren't responsible for, but might feel responsible for, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, <laughs> But you saying Jaws reminds me of another great example of downtime, which is the scene where they're in the boat <laughs> and they're all looking at each yeah. other's scars and talking about their scars, you know, and trying yeah. to one-up each That's, other with yeah, their scars. Yeah. And there's that wonderful <laughs> moment where, you know, uh, uh, Quint and uh, and Hooper are showing each other these crazy scars that they've got from sharks yeah, yeah. and fishing hooks and stuff. And it cuts to Brody, and he's looking at his you know his uh, his appendix, appendix scar. scar from when he has had <laughs> his appendix out or whatever. And that's all he has. So. It's just you know what? downtime is a great a great opportunity yeah. for those character moments. You know, those yeah. really telling show don't yep. tell
2: sort of moments. Well, that's it. It, it. It's character development. Yeah. And actually, that that is a great scene, particularly because it starts off humorous. You you know, they're drunk they're laughing they're showing each other scars yeah and then they ask he asks him about the the scar on his arm and it's he had a tattoo removed and he goes into that whole uh, uh soliloquy about uh uh the indianapolis and yeah and which is one of my like, all-time oh, favorite awesome. scenes
0: ever that is oh
2: beautiful scene yeah and so yeah it, it can even lead to things like that as well so that yeah. that's where you get those perfect moments
0: absolutely man i need to rewatch that movie then you absolutely need to rewatch watch that's one of my favorites
2: I, I, I rewatch it every now and again myself. It's yeah. it's brilliant.
0: I uh I got to see it in the theater for the very first yeah. time. Uh they re-released it uh oh, just, did a, they? Oh, just cool. a few months ago, yeah, for the anniversary, and they did like a remaster of it. Um and oh, seeing nice. it on the big screen was just awesome. So many things I've never noticed yeah. before. So
1: very cool. Uh so I'll Anymore? put that next to Predator on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for our idea that they can steal, oh. what do you, what do you guys suggest we do? You guys want to just make some downtime? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I got an idea. I got an idea. We'll we'll just <clears> chill <throat> here for ten minutes. Yeah. Let's have chat. some
0: downtime. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like, what if we each took turns, mm-hmm. like asking? Oh, I don't know. Like coming up with an activity for downtime. Like we come up with three little yeah. downtime activities that a party could could do.
1: Oh, I love sure. that. Yeah. And maybe you know, maybe take a a boring cliche usual downtime and make it better just by adding some. Yeah, stuff to it. yeah, sounds good. That's a good idea. Yep. Oh gosh, I don't have my dice ready. Oh. <gasps> hey Barker.
0: Yeah, I've got a dice sitting right here.
1: Oh no! Oh, you're throwing you're throwing a wrench. Dude, into you this know what? We took a week spokes. off.
0: I'm 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 just do it. I'm doing getting crazy here.
1: <laughs> All right, do it.
0: And you know what? I'm going with a D12 too.
1: Oh yes. mother of God! What yes. are you, You're a savage! What madness <laughs> is this? <laughs> All
0: right, so it, it's uh, Barker, Alex, and then me. Mm.
1: That's Barker. Okay, so what am I coming up with? An exciting thing for? Yeah, something? so uh,
0: take a take a cliche downtime activity and make it yep. interesting.
1: Okay, Uh, my cliche downtime activity is we're in the dark forest and we're camping and we're, you know, the fighter doesn't want to take his armor off because it's dangerous, you know, and and they hear something coming out of the woods during their downtime and it's actually another party of adventurers Mm. that are exactly (laughs) the same class as you know this your party so it's almost like that mm-hmm. scene in Shaun of the dead where these yeah. two parties of people walk by <laughs> each other and they're the same that was awesome <laughs> yeah that was, oh, that was the
0: best <laughs> such a great uh, scene <laughs>
1: so, and then they uh these adventurers ask if they can share the campfire and you know they really elaborate to the to the players that they're very trustworthy you know you know they're trustworthy uh Maybe one of their people is wounded, and they just, you know, by an orc arrow, and they just want to share their stories with the uh, with the the players characters. So they might ask, you know, the fighter might ask the fighter, hey, you know, uh, you know, how many people did you take with that sword, or, or where was that forged, and you know, the the. Two thieves might constantly be checking each other out, you know, making sure they're not going to steal anything. But um, but something like that. That's the downtime is another party of adventurers uh, stumbles across their campfire, uh, lays down for the night, doubles the force of defense in this one spot and just shares stories.
0: I like that. That's a good idea.
1: And who is next, Matt? This who is next? No. Oh, okay. Never. I thought. Never mind. Wait, what? Nothing. I, I thought, never mind. No, what did at you the think? beginning? At the beginning, you said, okay, Barker, Alex, then me. And so for some reason, I got it in my head that you had rolled all three simultaneously. Oh, no, <laughs> I was
0: just listing off in what order the numbers were going to be. The numbers were, yeah. 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 So uh, that's a three, Sorry. so that's Alex, because Barker, you're oh, out okay. of the
2: running. So I suppose another cliche thing to doing down that is have some armor made um, Ooh, yeah. with some materials that you brought back. So. Um, so the character goes to the armorsmith with this, with this load of, of, uh, of, 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 of strange metal that he found, um, in a, in a, uh, in a chest in this deep dungeon. And, uh, <clears throat> when he shows up, the, uh, the smith is sort of running around with his head, like a chicken with his head cut off. He's, he's doing, he's doing all this work and, and, um, he, uh, as, as he, as the, as the guy walks in with his armload of stuff, he, he sort of conscripts the the character to help him you know to help him with doing stuff and he ends up actually helping to work on his own armor so he gets pulled into the um into the process of of actually making his making his own armor and so he uh um you know uh, this 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 gruff um um uh old gorp. maybe gorp it yeah. could be gorp um <laughs> Gorp the blacksmith. Uh, <laughs> kind of, what doesn't he, he, he
0: do? He's so great. He, he's, <laughs> he's always awesome. just gorping around. He, yeah. He's
2: awesome. So he so he ends up conscripting this this guy to to actually start helping him with other stuff as well. But so he uh he actually has a hand in, in forging his, his his own armor. I love that. And that's uh, really cool. Um and, and you could even have it sort of imbue some of himself into it. You know, Ooh, there's yeah. a uh you know Maybe give it, maybe give it some minor, you know, some minor properties that the uh, uh, that can be part of it, and and really role play it out too. You know, uh, talk about how the metal's moving, and it's it's an it's this exotic metal. So as it, as it strikes every every blow, it turns from opaque to translucent with each with each hammer blow. You know, sending off these these purple sparks. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Oh,
1: I love that. Even if you don't give it like you know plus two mm-hmm. or something, that player will always
2: love that armor like exactly, yeah, exactly. i made that yeah exactly they, 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 it doesn't matter if they you know oh we have this plus three plate for you they just found no no i'm not giving up my I'm not, not giving up my uh, the armor i made man yeah
0: exactly <laughs> awesome okay so here we go oh it's me yeah. okay okay <laughs>
1: How does it feel, Matt? How I thought
0: it was it... going to feel better, honestly, if I'm being honest. I, I was expecting a little bit more from that.
1: <laughs> I'll be After a while, it gets a little redundant. Yeah, you're just like, oh, do I
0: have to do this?
1: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with the idea of the players uh, purchasing a business. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea that, you know, there's this this building, maybe it was a it was an old a tavern or a weapon shop or something, but it's basically empty real estate at this point and it's uh, up for purchase and the PCs have saved up enough gold where they're going to buy it and they're going to convert it into some sort of business. Let's say that they're going to convert it into a oh, I don't know, a tavern. They're going to they're going to convert it into a tavern where they can go hang out and drink and make some money on the side. So they buy this place and they go in and they start cleaning it up, renovating it. Uh, you know, maybe they can describe, you know, what sort of materials they're going to be using in building it. But as they're doing the renovations, they discover a hidden passageway in the in this building that they purchased, and they follow it down below the uh, building, and they find that whoever owned this place uh, before them was running illegal illicit substances, maybe a magical mm-hmm. drug or a highly uh, hallucinatory alcohol or something like that that is forbidden in the realm, they find barrels and barrels of it. And they find that there are these you know, sewer systems <laughs> down below where this guy was running this stuff. And so they suddenly have, okay, do we turn this stuff in? Do we try to sell it? Or do we pick up where this guy left off and we continue this business because it's probably fairly lucrative? <laughs> so. Ber-
2: breaki- breaking Bard. Yeah. That's a really...
0: Breaking Bard.
2: Breaking Bard.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, That's a really good idea, Matt.
0: Breaking Bard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and oh, you the got guy, him, Alex. Yep, the guy, the guy that owned the place before was named Heisenberg. They find out. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Uh, that's a really oh. good idea, Matt, that you just came it up with. Thank
0: you. You can steal it if you want to, Barker.
1: I already did in Winds of Circe <laughs> in Session 5. What? Oh. The apothecary, what? man. Oh,
0: well, <laughs> yeah, I, ge- <laughs> I guess we did find his stuff, didn't we? Uh, no, no, it, but, yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. I get what it
1: are I think you need to come up with another one. What? I know. I'm just kidding. I'm
0: I, I tapped out, dude. I don't have any more. <laughs> that's all I got. I got what, uh, I get one good idea a week, and that's it.
1: Yep. Uh, so I, I think ultimately, you know, what's really <clears throat> sad about downtime is that it's viewed as, you know, the time between the exciting moments. Mm. Uh, the crescendos are always the, uh, you know, the epic battles or the the final fights and you should try viewing the downtime as what you're leading up to instead yeah. of what comes after the climax. And, and if you do that and you incorporate everything, the the characters have already done. If you, uh, you know, give them special medals during the, ex- mm-hmm. the exciting fights so that they can forge their own armor, which is a climactic point in the game. If you can, Uh, go back and and remember that ring you gave him in session four and say you know you know bring it back in the downtime as that climactic moment that leads into Mm -hmm. the next part viewing the downtime as the apex of the game i think will automatically make the downtime better
0: and i definitely just thinking about real life like the downtime is what i live for man like yeah yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to going to work every day. I, I'm sitting at work thinking, <laughs> man, I can't wait to go home and take off my pants and sit on my couch and watch TV with my wife. You know, like that. The downtime is where it's at, and I can't imagine that downtime ever sounds bad to an adventurer who's yeah. been slogging through the mud and fighting and delving into dungeons. It's like, man, you know what I could use? Like just a week of just in a bed, an actual Soaping bed, in a hot tub. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, like with so many things, uh, it's really, really important to know what your players like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if they like exciting things, then, then give them exciting downtime. Yeah. You know, if they, if they prefer, you know, really intense role play, give them that, you know, if they want to, you know, if they enjoy shopping give them that, but making it, but you can make it interesting. It doesn't have to be just a, you know, flipping through the book. Uh, okay. That's two gold. three, you know, you can make it interesting with interesting NPCs and interesting, unique shops and, and things like that and make it, make it, you know, make it, make even the most mundane shopping excursion fun.
1: Right. Yes, absolutely. So I think ultimately, um, uh, we've, I think we've come up with a lot of really cool ways to make downtime better. I think, uh, like I said before, this is more difficult than I thought it was going to be, um, and I, as usual, learned a lot myself, so I'm excited to, you know, add that uh, whole secret passage in the tavern leading to a bunch of narcotics thing to my game. I, think, I feel like that's just going to be, I feel like that's going to make the campaign.
0: man. I forgot
1: about that. I thought you were dicking with me, man. No, I, was I forgot like, about it, and then as soon as
0: you said it, I was like, "Oh shit!" That's it. That just goes to show, man, that there are no original ideas. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all happened before. It's, it's something you've read yeah, before. It, it'll so.
2: happen again. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and go out and do it better. Do it. Do the yeah. ideas better, man. Like you know, Matt. A lot of times, you say it's not about not using the tropes. It's about taking those same tropes and changing them in very small ways. Mm-hmm. To make them seem new again. So do that with your downtime. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. And I'm about to go uh, enjoy some downtime by playing Heroes of the Storm. So thank you all very much for tuning in to Roll Up and Die, your hopefully exciting RPG podcast. My name is
2: Barker.
0: And my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice.
2: And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnog. And uh, I'm going to go play some hots.
1: (laughs) God. Oh no wait no Matt 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 what, what, what? you rolled the dice, you gotta do the outro.
0: Oh uh uh hang on.
2: See? Hey, Did they even laugh? Oh. oh What the hell? Was... I think he just fell down a flight of stairs.
1: <laughs> I feel I think he just got hit in the head with his own desk drawer.
0: No, I I meant to just tip something over, but everything. The world fell over. <laughs>
2: Hey, we can have a contest. Guess this sound at the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that's that sounded like uh, Matt being struck in the head with a uh, a wiffle ball bat. Uh, ding ding I ding! Say. <laughs> Tell him what he's won. <laughs>
1: uh, bye, guys. <laughs> This show has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2015. It is owned by all three of the primary hosts. The games, movies, and other properties mentioned in this show are the property of their respective owners. Stealing is wrong. You can find all three of the hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt is at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Captain Gothnog is at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog. And Barker is at www.beabettergamemaster.com listeners are free to use this show in any way shape or form as long as credit is provided to the roll up and die podcast look for other releases of this show at www.beabettergamemaster.com or at facebook.com slash roll up and die have a fantastic day and as always happy gaming